Welcome everyone back to the newest episode of the Untitled Nick Cage Show. I am Larry. I'm Rachel. Uh, this is a first for us. Granted, it's only the third episode ever, I think. Third? Yes. Fourth? Yes. One of those. <laughs> I had the notes right here. I can figure it out real easily. <laughs> well, there was the intro, Valley Girl. Oh, no. So this is the fourth episode, if you include, include the intro. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So this is the fourth episode, but it, it's, it, it's novel because we are tackling a new release from Mr. Cage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, so we're going uh, from his dreamboat phase in Valley Girl all the way to present Cage, and uh, it's quite a journey. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Okay, so before we do anything else, I think it's very important. I think we're going to have spoilers galore. Would you agree with that? Oh, hundo. Absolutely. I don't think I there's mean, really any way to talk about this without doing that. And there isn't really a plot to spoil, so there's no, no. like, twists or anything. So you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, and and, a, and com- an audio medium could never quite illustrate what the watching experience is, so you could easily listen to this and still watch the movie. That That is, that is very... <laughs> Very, 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 very. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched this last night and was just sitting there, and like Devin went to sleep, and I was like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe that was the easier out. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, a couple yeah. of notes: um, mm-hmm. Rachel and I both did watch the at least the first episode of our oh. <laughs> prospected uh, nominated shows. Yes. On and Rachel had the wonderful idea, since she and I are both busy, and we have designed this show to be as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are saving Cage Rage for the extended episode. Yes. If you want to hear us fully rage out, Paywall City, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that worked out really well last yeah. time with uh-huh. the Kanye stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you mentioned and brought that up as an idea, I really liked it. Oh, good. Um, I, I thought we could tease, though, when we go into oh, the closing. Yes. We could tease oh, yeah. what, uh... Oh, no, I just saw what yours is. We could tease what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But we are on uh, a little bit of a time crunch because of school. We had to move times around and just trying to make sure we get the content in. So... We'll keep things moving along. Rachel, what has been new with you? Well, other than someone showing up at my door right in the middle of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We have a surprise guest, everybody. It's my mailman. Uh, What's new with me? Well, I mean, I think last time I talked to you, it was leading into my birthday, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I had my birthday, and that was fun, and we don't have to go into all that. But I think the thing I'm, like, most looking forward to is my sort of, like, main gift that I got for my birthday this year, which is I'm getting out of the house, Larry. It's happening. I'm very proud of you. You know, as I've complained a lot, I had to cancel all of my vacations for, like, the last two years. I keep getting my hopes up and then having them canceled. So this time, we played it smart. We have a social distancing road trip planned. Cool. <laughs> so How, nothing can get in the way. So we uh, rented a refurbished Airstream in the Redwoods, which is cool. a.k.a. the moon of Indoor. It's like where all of the indoor stuff was shot in Star Wars. I don't know if you've ever been yep. to the Redwood Forest. I've never been there, but I know exactly what you're talking about. When I tell you, like, you think you know how big these trees are and how, like, amazing <laughs> this area is, it, it does not do it justice. Like, I've seen it, it is, a little bit. 
when I went to Lake Tahoe my mm-hmm. senior year. Because we drove from San Fran to Lake Tahoe. Okay, so you got a taste of it. When yes. you get into the Avenue the of the Giants. pine cone blew my mind. I saw a pine cone that was like the size <laughs> of my skull. Oh, yeah. These things, like, the way that I would describe them is what is, like, literal awestruck. They're mm-hmm. that big. They're, it's like you feel like you are in a primordial forest. So I'm very excited because we have a refurbished Airstream that is in the in like it's at, near the city of Trinidad, which is a tiny little town on the coast um, up north, like about five hours from where I live. Okay. And uh, it's like glamping, essentially. And so there's like a place where we can roast marshmallows and hang out and look for UFOs. I mean, at the stars. Um, and then there's a little beach town nearby where we can go to the beach and like do, you know, go to outdoor cafes and restaurants and just like live life live laugh love i'm and i am super 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 excited about that so next time we talk i should have gone and i'll be able to tell you all about my adventures we uh also ordered a bunch of stuff for our backyard we're like creating a garden tiki oasis in our backyard and it's amazing apparently a bunch of it is arriving today (laughs) there you go (laughs) we got like this enormous enormous umbrella that's gonna go over this whole like couch area that we got I'll send cool. pictures when it's all set up. Anyway, sorry. We'll have to come Continue. visit at some point, too, obviously. Yes. We have a spare room. You know that, right? I did not know that. Yeah. The yeah, hardest part a... would just be Dante. We're figuring that out. I mean, does da- Dante's used to being with around cats. I don't know. Cats are not necessarily used to being around dogs, but, you know. Yeah, da- Dante's good with cats. Yeah, we have yeah, two. probably be fine. It'd probably be fine then. Anyway, but yes, you should definitely come visit. Where were we? You I were talking that. about, you just finished up talking about your Redwood adventure. Yes. So I'm very much looking forward to that. How about you, Larry? What have you been up to? So I think since we last recorded, I went to Incarceration, the, That's the rock festival. right. Yes. Yes. You, there was a spotting. You saw You saw something very I special there. I saw a man in a full <laughs> Nick Cage suit. Like Nick Cage's face on everything. I sent you a picture. I should have saved the picture. Yes. I think I deleted it. Oh, I, I think I still have it. If you send okay. it to me, I still have it because it's amazing. I was like, I think I said, you know, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, <laughs> yep, it was just randomly out of nowhere. Uh, and I mean, that was a lot of fun. We we had like the VIP section. And even though that was still kind of packed, like we weren't in like the big mass of people. Right. How um, was that experience being around so many people? Like, it was different. Um, at uh-huh. times it definitely felt a little stressful. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, no, there was, I would say, 20% of people wearing masks. Mm. What Devin and I did, luckily, is we sat in the VIP section, then we went up against, like, a divider wall, where people Uh were, like, running after going crowd surfing, and that wall split the VIP section from the general public. So we had like a, a natural six foot barrier in front of us. This is very upstairs, downstairs. What's happening? Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what Devin said. She didn't have to be amongst the peasants. And she didn't say yeah. tongue in cheek, but yes. It's very like, what is that? Land of the dead? The... Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I mean, the music was great. Uh, but honestly, I think the coolest thing was touring the, the Mansfield Reformatory, which is where they filmed Shawshank. Ooh, that's cool. So wait, was it? at the same venue or while you were there you did like a little no it, like they, tourism. The, the rock concert took place on the grounds of Shawshank. what yeah oh that's rad yeah it was very 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 cool oh that's super super cool i think the only i'm trying to think if there's any movie sets i've been to i've been to the outside of the shining hotel yeah i have too and i went to the um 
prison from Goonies. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. That's so It's cool. in Oregon. And it's like this teeny tiny little old from, I don't know, turn of the century or even maybe older sheriff so station. Oh, that's Seriously. one of my favorite movies. It's so good. And so it's it's the scene with the Fratellis at the beginning, yep. and then it's mm-hmm. also the Bob a and the brother are outside. He runs out and like, yes, you think I yes. kill myself, you schmuck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those are my only like movie set experiences. But it's weird when you see it in person, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was very weird, and like they had like because we went on a self guided tour, awesome. and like we got to go into like the cell blocks, and everything. But like a awesome. lot of the rooms had like. This is where the parole meeting was. Like they, they had the room where Brooks hung himself. It was like actually there on. They filmed it there on the, on the ground. So like it was there with the, with the name carved into it. It was super cool. That is awesome. Yeah, it was. It was very interesting. But it gave us the itch to start going to more shows. So we will be seeing Ghost, Volbeat, and Twin Temple. Awesome. In February, and um, those are actually really cheap tickets, like $30 a ticket. I have to say, I never know where your music tastes are going to land. It is a journey always. Serious. Like, you know, everybody says, like, oh, I like all kinds of music, but they really just don't like country. Like, Mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really, they don't really span the genres. You are all over the place. Like, I I never can guess what bands you're going to be excited about, which is kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, like, for example, I mean, this is a little weird, but I I drove to visit my friend Kyle uh, in Cincinnati um, this past weekend. Uh, He had, like, a belated birthday party with just, it was actually just his family and then me. Um, but on the way down, I listened to like the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. Like, again. By myself. Cause again. Come, like, yeah, like, I, 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 I truly, like literally the only thing that I can't listen to is modern country. I can, I can enjoy everything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And then I think. I you are think... still the fan of the Blob song. So like your favorite, your, your yes. fan, musical tastes are all over the map, my friend. All over. And I think that Devin and I might be going to see Tool in March. Oh. Tool's still I've, still touring, huh? That's awesome. I guess I've I've never seen them. Uh, I love their music. I've heard their shows are really cool. I mean, um, I'm sure they're a vibe. <laughs> I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but as far as that um, podcast, like here's Johnny's going really well. Yay! Um, Great show. Big but, fan. Yeah, but honestly, school school has yeah taken over. I'm barely playing like. My fun video games, I'm, like, only playing games for, like, the podcast or, like, watching movies and stuff for the podcasts, um, which is fine. It's only a year long, but, like, I want to do well. And so with that comes yeah. the need to put in a lot of effort. I bet you, like, there's going to be probably parts of that that get easier or harder. It sounds like you started off with a really hard class with accounting. There's, there's homework due every night. And, like, <laughs> granted, like, I can get ahead of it, but, like... Like this week is chapter eight, and then a couple of days a lot of for studying, and then the second exam is on Saturday. Oh my God, Larry, the pace, the pace—it's brutal. Yeah, and it's I feel a little three... guilty about cleaning, complaining about my workload. <laughs> it's, it's only got three weeks left too, and in that three weeks, there's the third exam and the final. Oh my God! It, wait, wait, yeah. hold on. In the same week is the wait what within the so there's three weeks left okay. after this week because okay. the, the semester is split in half. Uh huh. And in those remaining three weeks, there is one more exam, and the final exam. 
plus all the homework. Larry. <laughs> I know. And that's one of the classes. <laughs> I mean, at least this season you're getting to watch fun movies and play fun games, right? Honestly, God, like... if this was Kaiju and I was right. doing this, I think I would probably be crying. Like, just, like, feel like I'm actively wasting my time. <laughs> and I, I don't want that. So, because this week we're reviewing The Thing. And let me tell you, I'm pretty excited to finally sit down and watch that movie. From oh, the my God. I mean, so I I mean, I always fear with these kinds of things that you're going to be pre-hyped and then it'll let you down. But I just I don't imagine that that could be the case with this one. Like it is. So, it's so good. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you think. The ever happened to me was yes, uh, The Exorcist. The right? Exorcist. That's yeah. right. I did not realize how slow that movie was in comparison to what I had been told in the past. Yeah. Well, I've seen so many of Carpenter's movies that I have a pretty good idea of what to kind of look for in the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely has that, his, it's, I mean, it's Carpenter, right? But mm-hmm. it's, it's really about the charisma of the cast and then, oh my God, those special effects. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Okay, so to keep things moving, we are, unless you would like to, I think we can drop Breaking Cage News this week. I do have one little bit of Cage News. I can totally skip it, though. I don't know if you saw, but our boy had a rough week. No, I did not. Okay, we, we will do it. So, everyone, hang on. We're going to have a quick segment of Breaking Cage News. Do, 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 Cage News. Um, so, our boy had a rough week. Last week, he was kicked out of an apparently very swanky Vegas bar called Laurie's Rib, Prime Rib, which I can't decide if it actually sounds fancy or not. Wait, I'm sorry. The peanut gallery is shaking his head vigorously that it is not swanky. Okay, so I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Uh, apparently, he was very intoxicated and causing a ruckus and was um, removed from the premises. Oh, my. On the bright uh... side, he was wearing leopard print pants. <laughs> I, I I cannot relate. I have never been kicked out of a bar, uh, ever. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I would be surprised to find out if you ever had been. I've never been kicked out of a bar. I've been kicked out of a party, but it was not because of my behavior, but the yeah. behavior of someone I was with, and I've never been more mortified in my life. That has also happened to me, and it's and it's honestly the worst it uh, haunts me in the wee hours of the night like i'm like oh god those people hate me because of that you know what i mean i just yeah mm. especially when the burden isn't like yours to bear it's yes. pretty rough oh it was so bad it was so bad larry but yeah, yeah that stinks um well i can just compartmentalize that and think he was just trying to uh get back in character from uh what was the one now, Le- i always uh, want to say leaving, leaving las vegas, vegas but isn't that's it? johnny depp no, that no, that's Nick Cage, and he won an Academy Award for it. Which right? one is which one is Johnny Depp's? Which is like the, Fear and Loathing a, in Las Vegas. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Bad country. <laughs> I get those mixed up in my head totally. all the time. I will. I mean, I'll just say, like, we're here with you in solidarity, Nick. It's been a rough couple of years for all of us. Hang in yeah. there, buddy. Hang in there. And also, yeah, nice. It, pants. it has. You know what? If you're just readjusting and going about in public life, like. It, it happens. It happens. Just just shake it off and. What else is Vegas for but to act a fool? Exactly. But it was. I thought whatever happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas. Why right? is this news breaking out? Yeah. Who's the narc? Get out of here, narc. Oh man. <laughs> so so normally we would do cage rage, but we are pushing that again 
to the extended episodes. So if you want yes. to hear it, you have to be a patron of Zombie Girls. You can head over to Patreon and find that out for yourself. Yes. So, without any further ado, it is time to review <laughs> The Prisoners that. of Ghostland. Of the Ghostland. Thank of you. the Ghostland. Not a Ghostland. The Ghostland. The, the one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so Rachel and I have decided, and I forgot to remind her, that we are rotating um, background, so it is hers this week. She put in a lot of time, even though she's busy at work, so everyone snaps for Rachel because she did a good job, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Snaps for Rachel was... forgetting that it was her turn. <laughs> no, I should have reminded you. I, I take full responsibility. No, no, don't do that. Uh, don't do that. But, yeah, Rachel. Why right. don't you let me know a little bit about the background? Because I know nothing outside of the two main actors. All right. Well, this has kind of an interesting background, to be honest. Okay. So, okay, cool. So this is a 2021 movie from Japanese director Shion Sono. Uh, who... It was a Japanese director? Yes. That makes me feel a lot better. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, very much so. Don't worry. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, I was... hi fucking yes. <laughs> Still a problem, but um. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so horror direct, horror fans probably know this director best for his film Suicide Club. Have you seen this, or you've probably seen clips of it? Maybe no. it's one of those ones that clips go around of like all the Japanese schoolgirls jumping in front of trains and stuff. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. I have. Yes, all right. I have. Or like the rolled up, stitched together skin. I mean, it's it is a movie. It's something Matilda loves this movie and made us watch it. It is very strange. There's like a animate coffee machine but whatever uh interesting yes (laughs) and it stars obviously our fave nick cage alongside sophia butella bill mosley nick cassavetes tak sakaguchi who again horror fans may recognize most from his role as the lead character in verses have you ever seen verses i have not i am outing myself as a terrible horror fan that's dude i i had to confess that i've only seen 13 three of the friday the 13th movie so there is no shame in our group and that's probably going to get you a lot more hate than me missing a couple of uh, japanese films (laughs) exactly uh so yeah okay so this movie actually marks uh sono's first english language film and it was intended to be his first international production that was until Sono had a massive heart attack and had to be rushed to emergency for emergency surgery. Yeah. Prior to nice. that, he was supposed to be shooting this in Mexico, and it was Cage himself who recommended that they relocate the movie back to his home country so he could still make it. Although he did also continue to drink and smoke through the entire production, so <clears throat> what are you going to do? <laughs> and... So the way that Cage actually came into the production is they they kind of just suggested him as a possible person. And Sono was like, yes, he's a legend. I want him. Let's let's meet with them and see how it is. And he flew to Japan and they sat down and they did some karaoke together, as you do. They sang some doors, I guess, break on through to the other side duet, which is pretty exciting. And they got to know one another. And it turns out that, so no surprise, Cage is a huge fan of Sono's films, which are, he is, he is very prolific and they are very strange. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't think we should be that surprised. I mean, those, there's, both those aspects feel like a fit for Nick Cage. Yes. 
Uh, and so, like I said, originally it was supposed to be shot overseas, but it got moved uh, specifically in Mexico. And the plan when it was being shot in Mexico was for it to be just a straight spaghetti Western. Like when they were building Nick Cage's character, they were listening to Sergio Leone uh, scores and like getting very into that headspace. But when... Oh, man, I would not have guessed Sergio Leone was a uh, inspiration for this one. No. I mean, no. I mean, maybe in a very like... <laughs> I, and when you say it, you're like, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what it came to mind. More Mad Max. But so when they decided to move to Japan, that is where the script began to change. And that's where it went from being just a straight up spaghetti Western to this mashup of Eats Meets West. So he kept all of the spaghetti Western stuff and like heightened it and then added into this all this all of the like sort of Japanese and Eastern culture that is present in this movie. Um, And yeah, and that's how Samurai Town was born. (laughs) Last kind of little bit of information, just because it's a fun, fun fact, is that almost all the special effects were done as practically as possible on camera. And I think in some places that shows. (laughs) It does. But it does. Including one very infamous, soon to be infamous exploding effect. It's testicule. Yes, it was in fact a mini bomb that was attached <laughs> to his crotch and blown up. <laughs> and so the like him going around going, ow, ow, ow. That's <laughs> pretty much what happened. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. So this movie made its world premiere at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival, where it received mixed to positive reviews. And uh, I can see that. Yeah, it's pretty divisive among critics. And we'll see how it fares here available now on vod yes and then uh, just a reminder for people we no scores or anything it is mm-hmm. all it is all meant for fun yeah and yeah i mean let's let's just get into it so pros yeah. and cons of the plot um all right <laughs> i i love the re- gathering taking a moment to gather your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> i am a big fan of spaghetti westerns. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I like the Pale Rider stuff, like all that stuff, mm-hmm. Man of No Name, like all those movies of Clint Eastwood back in the day. I, mm-hmm. I do like those. Um, my dad watched them when I was growing up, and I used to sit there and watch them, and I, and I like them, and I like that aesthetic, and I, I love the transition of those. Because for me, I mean, this isn't how it happened in the real world, but like for me, it went from those Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns almost to like Tombstone. Mm. and unforgiven mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and quick in the dead Do you know mm-hmm. what i mean like for me that was the transition that i had right so i have a lot of love for a the western get. movie mm-hmm. i also like like the japanese samurai movies like crouch tiger head and dragon like like all that stuff like i do enjoy like i it's, it's why it's weird that I don't like the Kill Bill movies because I know that's... You don't like the Kill Bill movies? I, I like, don't like... You I, are I, a man of a thousand mysteries. I would have thought that would have been like the center of your diagram. Like They're your like the grammar. bottom of my Tarantino list. Like I like Wild. Jackie Brown. I would watch Jackie Wild. Brown before I would watch those. Wild. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to and talk like, about I, this I, at some point because now yeah, I'm intrigued. I, yeah, yeah, that, that's a whole thing. <laughs> but um, this movie tries to tie all those things in. <laughs> Again, I am very relieved knowing that it was a Japanese director. 
Yeah. Because oh, God. <laughs> maybe we can talk about this in acting, but it was very weird to have Nick Cage and Bill Mosley and um, I'm not sure the actress's name who played the um, Bridget. Sophia Butella. Sophia Butella. Mm-hmm. Um, being like the only white characters pretty much. <laughs> surrounded by asian actors and actresses uh uh-huh. so I, it, it it's it's a i can understand it a little bit better yeah we'll just compartment car compartmentalize it a little better yeah but the plot is weird um <laughs> it's like straightforward and like you know where things are going but at the same time it's also like okay like and like you said like i did not get sergio leone i got mad max yeah yeah, especially with, like, the kids gather. I'm like, this is full Thunderdome. I'm yeah. waiting for Master Blaster to show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, the plot is interesting. Like, like, Nick Cage is, like, an anti-hero. Like, literally. Like, he's a bank robber who has been forced into this. Named And he hero. has his flaws. <laughs> yeah, because he gets his testicle blown off because oh he was getting off pouring water into Bridget's mouth. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> oh my god and uh i don't know like i did not hate this movie right that's fair plot wise i i i don't think there's anything special about it the most of the things that i have a lot of passion to discuss are going to be in acting and directing okay well do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it okay. comes down to my fundamental issue, which is I cannot decide. Does this movie have too much plot or too little plot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I genuinely, like, I know that sounds like a punchline and it's funny and it is, but it's also true. There's so much happening, but also nothing happens at all. And they resolve all their plot lines, which is like really interesting for a movie that has like a lot going on. Right. I mean, did you... Okay, maybe you can explain things to me because I was very confused by this movie. Okay. Very confused. For instance, is the Ghostland, like, on a different ethereal plane? Or is it literally just outside Samurai Town past the guys in the costumes? Literally, I think it was... Well, the guys in the costumes were the ghosts. Okay, so okay, but did those are the prisoners. Have yeah, to, those like, are the prisoners. Crash his car so that he's like half alive, half dead to reach Ghostland. I think he was driving. He came across them similar to the ladies did at the beginning, and I think because like the nuclear waste and stuff out there just causes that kind. Of, I think that's as simple as it is. But like, so you, my question though is, so is Nick Cage's body? with him at all times or is it still at the crash site and his mind is in ghost land oh i think he's always with his body and i think sometimes he has hallucinations okay <laughs> that is how i rationalize what was happening i i mean i don't know that because then there's the whole thing about not time not moving forward and holding the clock was that metaphorical or were these people just crazy and pulling on a clock all the time i did not look to this movie for <laughs> metaphorical depth. I literally thought they were just crazy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this movie could definitely be read both ways, right? Yeah, I I, 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 I do. I guess it was easier for me like, once it started and like 
like the opening scene i was like okay and then like it, it started going uh-huh. and i was like i am not going to do this to myself tonight and i just right. like we are going to watch this movie on like a surface level and if i really like it we can tackle it again at some point I think, I mean, I wasn't even trying. I was folding laundry. I wasn't even, like, trying to engage, like, <laughs> yeah. on a deeper level. But I, in order to understand the sequence of events, I was like, I need to understand the world that this is taking place in. What are the rules that are being set out before me? Is this, is he in a ghost land or is that, like, they just call it a ghost land? And I don't know that the movie picks a lane and it's very confusing for me but i should have known i don't I've think it, yeah it, it, it definitely doesn't pick a lane and i, and I no. honestly think it hops around i think it hops around on purpose for sure like, i I, th- I think they make it purposefully very very odd there's no sort of like narrative or character like integrity either in this like no for instance um you take the character of the samurai And it really feels like you're on a very specific arc with him being, we find out he's like forced to work for the governor. And then Mm -hmm. he is because he's like for his sister, but then he is forced to kill this woman. And so now he's breaking with the governor, but then he stays enemies with Nick Cage, even though he's earned his respect by jumping out of a moving car and trying to ride away on a kid's bike. I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. And that was, that was like, that was where I was hedging my bet. bet. That's where I kind of hit hedged with like all plot lines are resolved. Yeah. Because we do learn about why he was in servitude to the governor, yeah. like right? We 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 do learn that we we find yeah. that out from watching like his interaction with his sister, who's been captured into the governor's like slavery, I guess. Yeah. But then it's like okay, so that happened. He doesn't want to do it. He does it because he has to. He doesn't like how he had to kill the one girl just to satiate the governor's desires. Right. So if that's the case then why right. why does he attack nick cage why, why is he coming after him and like and not like like fighting him and like having a fight and being like you know what this is not worth it i'm not doing this and then walking away like a fight to the death like a like a true-blooded yeah. sergio meets samurai fight scene you know yeah. what i mean oh yeah because totally. for a second he's like killing the people around them and they're fighting yes. like oh maybe he's just using it as like an excuse I almost feel like they shot it two ways and then they compiled the first, like the different scenes they liked better and then didn't re- like disregarded actual narrative sense. That would make sense. It's fine, but it does make for a confusing watch. I, I've said all negative things. So I will say one positive thing is that this thing is gonzo. And fearlessly 100%. so, in a way that, like, you either have to be totally confident in, in the art that you are creating or totally inept. And I don't think it's the latter. So it must be the former. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I was like, yeah, exactly. And I was going to say that for directing because, uh-huh. like, again, and, and, that's, oh, I, and that's the thing yes. is, right? Like, the, the plot is like, the plot is just there. Yeah. And, and like you said, like, you can, you can dive into stuff, you can watch it very surface level. It, you you can tackle it however you want. Like you can watch it as a comedy. You can watch it as like I guess a spaghetti western. You can yes. watch it as a knockoff samurai film. Like yes. there's 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 many kind of appeals to it, but there's nothing. There's no big take home from the plot. No. 
at least I didn't I mean. think there was. It, yeah. Too much plot, too little plot. I think the answer is little column A, little column B. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. So acting. Yes. Let's save the patron saint cage for the end. Let's do Bill Mosley first. Okay. All right. I loved it. Okay. I I I'm a big Bill Mosley fan, I guess uh-huh. in general, even though like Devil's Rejects is a movie that I I cannot watch often if ever after like I'll watch it. It's like this is a really good movie, but man, it's fucking hard to watch this thing. Uh-huh. Um but like whenever I see Bill Mosley something I get happy. Like Ice Nine Kills is like a alternative rock band. Uh-huh. And they're promoting their new album, and like their big thing is they write ho- rock songs based around horror films. Yes, I, yeah. Uh-huh. I shared with I shared with you and Matilda the the one off American Psycho. Yep. Um, and in the promotion for it, uh, the the lead singer is being hunted by the cops, who are uh, Bill Mosley and the crew from Dead Meat, the YouTube channel. Nice. So and further and like, plug for the blob. Bill Mosley shows <laughs> up. Just saying. I do need to watch it. And maybe, we'll do it for, maybe we'll do it and just send it to you special. That great. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, so I, I love Bill Mosley. I, I like how his character is like goofy and in control, but also scared. Like I got a lot of Scar vibes from him in this role. From Little the Lion King. For Lion, yeah, Lion King. <laughs> really yeah like 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 king of the pride but like flawed in so many ways like he's in power but like no one really wants him to be he's just there Uh uh-huh um and like the weird idolatry from like the hyenas you know i know you know i mean like that's kind of the vibe i got but i mean you get bill mosley given 110 percent, and i think that's a fun time no matter what i mean it made three from hell a lot more enjoyable because i think we all mean we both agreed like the actors were having a good time. Yeah. Even if true. the movie was Whew. sus. Ooh, sus is a kind, kind descriptor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bill Mosley, for me, I, I, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. So it's hard for me to separate my, my comments about the two of them. So, I mean, we can, we can definitely You go right ahead. Only because I feel like what this movie, because it's, it is an, a exercise in overacting right i feel like the direction is go for it Mm -hmm. like crystal meth (laughs) that is the direction yes and i think what this movie really illustrates or the performances really illustrate in this movie is that there is an art to overacting and uh there you know it's a scale of bad to so bad it's good and you see that both Bill Mosley and Nick Cage encompass this ability to really give these over-the-top camp performances, and they, as a result, they really stand out from everybody else. Yes. It's not that they're any less crazy, I mean, especially in Cage's uh, case, but there is a an, an charisma and a a charm to the way that they do it. That, yes. you know, is not just embodied with the in them being kind of unselfconscious in their performance. Because I would argue that Susie is pretty unselfconscious in her performance. But I was like, she must die. She must yep. die. She must die. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think for me, it, it, it was kind of like a 
th- they need to be in more movies together because they both have this very particular talent, which is yes. camp. I don't know. I yeah. no, I, I I I totally agree. I think there's a lot of actors and actresses who like do like full sell. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think when you get a bunch of those good actors and actresses together, like it makes for a very fun movie. These two in particular have a gift for turning trash into treasure, though. It's, yeah, it's... I mean, Bill Mosley single-handedly made uh, Texas Chainsaw 2 not the worst <laughs> thing ever made. Right? That's, that's one with Chop Top? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's like, fair. Literally, he was the sole reason why that movie is not just, like, burnt at garbage piles. Mm-hmm. Like, he ta- he wants to take you, when you watch them, you kind of want to go along with them on the crazy. Like, they yeah. make it seem like a good time. <laughs> As opposed to being off-putting. Because I found myself really struggling to find another character to connect to. And, and I was wondering what it is. And I think it comes down to very specifically that these kind of over-the-top performances have a way of drawing you in instead of repulsing you. Yep. Like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I I could not agree more. And then like kind of just tying into that, like Nick Cage, this is your full crazy Nick Cage of the two thousands. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has, like, that, that he is has achieved getting. his final form. Yes, you like, <laughs> I, I, I do not know if there is like what the next level of cage is going to be. And obviously we we are coming I can't previously from Heartthrob Cage. Not. Huh? I can't remember if you've seen Mandy or not. I have in bits and pieces. Okay, never okay, sit okay. Down. Okay, cool, 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 um, cool. Yeah, and now I'm I'm definitely waiting for us to do it. Oh yeah. And so as far as like, for me again, for me the love of Cage solely comes from the '90s. So it's fun going back to the '80s and seeing Loverboy Cage, and it's still fun seeing this. Like mm-hmm. again, like it's. It's not bad acting. It's not like coming in and collecting a paycheck. Like he is giving a hundred and ten percent, and he's just goofy. He's and making it, choices for and sure. it, yeah, and it and it works. Like it's enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. There's okay. a spectacle aspect to him that is just cannot be denied. And then I would say beyond the two of them, the rest of the acting is just okay. Ooh, that's kinder than i was going to be i was going to say occasionally it feels a little like local theater does experimental theater (laughs) that's very accurate and i love it (laughs) (laughs) i i i usually i usually hedge my bet at okay even like on the on here's johnny unless it's like real bad i usually hedge it okay but your description is perfect like i do think they fit the aesthetic which i think we're about to talk about next oh yeah 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 i got good things to say about this yes but if nick cage and bill mosley were in this movie in particular if nick cage was not in this movie this would be one that i would watch a five minute summary of on youtube yeah Yeah. i i would have quit this thing real fast (laughs) (laughs) but let's move into directing again trying to stay on our timeline yes uh I will tell you, initially, I was very, very intrigued because the opening scene with the bank Mm -hmm. robbery and the bright colors and the gumball Mm -hmm. had me just instantly hooked. Yes. Like, I was was in. Yep. And then, like, the breakout scene happened. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then we kind of got to this dirty Mad Max, I guess, Sergio Leone, (laughs) Samurai Western kind of thing. Yeah. Um, With some flashbacks to that bank robbery scene and then at times a few hints to that bright bubblegum aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally bubblegum aesthetic, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and if, if you listen to uh, the review we did of Promising Young Woman, here we go. <laughs> you'll you'll know. I was just gonna say you'll know that that kind of aesthetic tied to dark subject matter. Yeah, I love. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the the contrariety of that. Yeah. Um, and so we do have some of that here, and I think for me that is the part of the movie cinematically and directing wise that I like the most. That's totally fair. Yeah, I'm definitely of two minds when it comes to the directing in that I think that Sono has a real gift for presenting these sort of surrealistic, nightmarish tableaus that are visually very intriguing. Like everything about the mannequin scenes, I was so in when he was like, coding these women and mannequin parts all of that the moving mannequins and sort of the um all the shadow work around that was really really cool or the hundred percent of women's faces and those little holes like turning their heads and like cloth vaginas i mean who comes Mm -hmm. up with this shit like it's kind of visually amazing and so when i was struggling with this movie at times he there would be these visual presentations that were so appealing to me that it would pull me back in uh-huh. i could not agree with you more because i again yeah. i watched this last night after doing two out of the three of my accounting homework segments so i would have tonight free right so i did double of it Oof. and i was just sitting there and then it's it was like a roller coaster ride yeah especially, like, cinemato- ex- especially when it came <laughs> yeah especially when it came to cinematography like again mm-hmm. plot was just like i knew where this was going i like there's no big surprises. Right. Um, acting, I knew what I was getting into. I watched the trailer. I knew right. what I was getting. Right. Um, right. But the directing for me was the highest highs and then the lowest lows. Yes, because then while there were these like really inspired and compelling visual things that were happening, other times it looked really like amateurish. Yes, 100%. Some cuts. Action scenes. Oh, and the cuts. I agree. Snaps for you again because that was my (laughs) biggest con. Yeah. Is ever since I watched someone break down the difference between a good fight scene and a bad fight scene and how it mainly comes down to cuts and edits. Yes. I forget who that was. It was a YouTube video. But ever since, I should never have watched it because now I can tell. Oh, no. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the yeah. veil was broken, and so yeah. now like I can tell when like when it's like actual actors like doing the real stunts or, or like putting in longer takes, or when it's like a bunch of fast takes. Oh, I know what it was. I watched someone break down um, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, yeah. And about how like it was a decent movie, but when you compare the opening, have you seen it? Oh yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so the opening fight scene between Sub Zero and Han yeah. Chi, uh huh, versus like the later fight scenes. Yeah. It's like professionals versus amateurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you know what you're looking for, it ruins the aesthetic of the later fight scenes because of how, like, I want to say it, perfect the opening scene is of that movie. Yeah. I mean, because it's like very Kurosawa. You're like, 
Yeah, it is. Oh, it's so beautiful. And then it's just like, what am I? Wait, what is what, what is this direct video thing mm-hmm. I'm watching? And all that's time? the big problem here is that we have some like again. I love the practical effects and I like the spaghetti western nature of like the gunfights and the bullet wounds. Like not exaggerated blood, just but but there's blood, but not exaggerated. But a lot of the sword fighting stuff is just hyper cut and it yeah. ruins it for me. It's also weirdly bloodless, especially considering that, you know, some of the most famous things from Sono films are like geysers, explosions of blood. And uh-huh. so all of a sudden I was like, is this PG? <laughs> what is happening? There There's were a no- few times where we got some gore, like when the one guy's head did. got in the the lampshade. Yeah. Yeah, and that then, was cool. Yeah, that was there cool. were some, but you're right. For the most part, it was very, like, I know what you did last summer kind of vibe and there was they there felt like a little bit of you know japan does the three stooges <laughs> a little yes bit in some of it like a lot of like too many swords oh yes. none of us landed a blow <laughs> yes that's that's that is a very and again nice I, way to say that i love nick cage i adore him but can we let our aging stars <laughs> Just can we let them not have to do a bunch of action scenes? If you're not Tom Cruise and just filled to the brim with Titans, can you? I was. I, I thought he looked good. Like when he you had the strip did. down there, I was oh. like, damn, man. All right. I mean, there were a couple times where I could tell there was like stunt double like rolling around on the ground, but like the oh, person, really? he's like <laughs> in t- trying to like intimidate the crowd, and he's like, huh, huh. I, I was loved like, it. That is- I, I loved it. I loved it too, but it was. You know, because it was Nick Cage, not because it was... You want your Jason Statham, not your yeah. Chris Pratt. Boom, boom, boom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a blanket agreement on that statement coming from me. <laughs> All right. And then you put your timestamp. I didn't put my timestamp, but oh. I checked. I, I took a screenshot. Okay. We have the same favorite no i was worried that was gonna happen i should have picked it back up i thought nope i i I think if there was if there was i'm sure it's going to happen in the future like i just know it's going to so in a movie like this where cage has a lot of like very short one lines Uh like high fucking Uh (laughs) yah and (laughs) when this ball blows off um ow ow good lord this wow. was without a doubt the best line. Um and it was Impossible Ha If you had told me three days ago I'd be standing here with one arm and one testicle trying to reason with you bitches, I'd say impossible too. How was that? Was it good? <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Randy that was the walking Rachel around Ray- the house going, Testicle <laughs> for the last forty eight hours. <laughs> And that was Rachel's rendition, and we will be playing obviously the Nick Cage version of it as well. But I loved it, Rachel. You're, that was to great. decide which one is the real one. I just <laughs> was... just a <laughs> Possible? Ha! You told me three days ago I'd be standing here with one arm and one testicle. Trying to reason with you, bitches. I would have said impossible too, but I'm telling you, there's a way. So I forgot one more detail in my please, background. please, please, please. So his his performance, speaking of the Sergio Leone of it all, was inspired by Charles Bronson's in uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. 
And I'm just going to let that dang go. <laughs> so just imagine I, Bronson giving this this particular soliloquy. Yes, and that and that and that is why I'm not even going to comment. I'm just going to let that one just mingle in the air for for everyone to listen to. Uh, oh wow. Okay. So we'll have to place it on the master list, but okay. first we have to do a category. You went yes. first last time, so I'll okay. go first this time. Yes, please. I put this in the category of the Nick Cage addict, and that is in oh. addict is in full caps. Yes, yeah, someone who just wants to straight up like mainline Nick Cage in a traditional Japanese. Yes, <laughs> yes. If if you don't want that in your life, if you don't want an extreme close up of his butt in a Japanese traditional loincloth, you aren't ready for this. Okay, you're not ready. Yeah, you have you to be. It. You have to be prepared, and you have to be like the guy from the rock concert who has the Nick Cage sweatsuit in the closet, like ready to go, and you sit down and throw it on when his movies come out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. The addict. I- I'm recommending this for the. Fuck your narrative structure. I can't be contained by this earthly plane, Nick Cage fan. Fuck your narrative structure, comma, I cannot be contained by your earthly plane? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's perfect. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to explain why that's your, your categorization? Because this thing defies all physics and logic, and like if you're just like, I will not be contained by the rules of the universe, you're gonna have a great time. Perfect. <laughs> and then to slot it, if I were to do it, and you can let me know if you agree or disagree, yeah, Valley Girl, I think, is still our best Number yet. Number one. Number one. And then I would put this and then best of times. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Only and because I, there's more Nick Cage. Like, the volume of was, Nick Cage is greater than in I was Best just about to say that. If we had more Cage in Best of Times, I think it might have edged this one out. Yeah. Perfect. It was not an easy, easy slot <laughs> to make. I was back and forth from scene to scene as I watched <laughs> this. <laughs> I, I also uh, just want to note that I don't think we really spoiled anything. No, I don't. You know what? I don't think we did. Because we didn't outline the plot. We talked about it, but we didn't outline it. So tell your friends you listened to this and got all the way through. I don't think there's any spoilers. I don't either. I mean, they now know that there's like weird... Testicule explosion. Testicule explosion. Testicule. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So we're going to wrap up our review proper and we're going to head on into the closing and get a little notes in. So I did a little bit of research. Okay. Our next film is going to be Racing with the Moon. Okay. Um, according to IMDb, his next credited role was in Rumblefish, but I did yeah. a little bit of looking around, and similar to Fast Time at Ridgemont High, he, he's like less than 10 minutes of screen time, and it's not like an Anthony Hopkins 10 minutes of screen time. Right, 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 right. 
So we're going to move past that to go to Racing with the Moon. Have you seen this before? I saw it when I was a kid because my sister was obsessed with Sean Penn, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. So I've seen it technically, but not spiritually. Okay, because I also know nothing about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, after that, the next kind of note is, again, if you want to submit your Nick Cage artwork, even yeah. if it's just on your notebook while you're in class or yeah. while you're doodling at work or whatever, please send it in. We would love to show it. This is this is a, a show about representing our love for the enigma that is Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, if you want to send us an email, because we love it, either whether it's like corrections on the episode or things that you would like to see happen, or your thoughts on movies we're getting ready to tackle. Uh, Rachel, again, made us an awesome email. It's nickcage at zombiegirls.com with G-G, sorry, G-R-R-L-Z for girls. Uh, super awesome that she was able to get that for us. And yeah, that's kind of my notes on the extended episode for those who are sticking yes, around. Yes, what is your topic? Uh... I'm actually going to be talking about AOC. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to know what your, like, hate boner for AOC is. <laughs> I don't have a hate boner. I, 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 oh, Lord. I'm actually really happy. I'm, I, I wonder. I wondered if you saw that. It's like, oh, yeah, we're not We're not subjecting poor Larry to I the saw. I the... did see it at, like, really early this morning, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know if, like, as my friend, you're like, okay, Larry, like, I'll save you from yourself. No. We're going to tuck this in no. behind a paywall. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I do feel like this is one of those things where, like, we want to be able to free, you know, free wheel a little bit and not worry too much. And that feels like totally family agree. only. You know what I mean? I, I on the other totally hand, I'm going to be agree. talking about It's a Me, Chris Pratio. Yes. I, uh, I, I, yes, we'll save that for the extended episode. And we'll also. <laughs> We'll be having a quick discussion of our forced shows on each other. Yes! I'm so excited. Any last thoughts, Rachel, before we wrap this up? Uh, Nick Cage is the king. Love you, man. Yes, thank you for this wonderful treat. Uh, looking forward to going back to the 80s and seeing the young heartthrob. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for some more Hubba Hubba Cage. <laughs> All right, guys. Everyone have a good month. We'll talk to you next time. Keep it spooky! So we'll do the extended episode. So sorry, we'll start with the extended episode, the uh, Gossip Girl Resident Alien stuff. Yes, 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 yes. I will go first, Resident Alien. Okay. Because I think my thoughts might be. I, I okay, I liked it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I was a little taken aback that uh, what's his face died <laughs> like right away and got replaced with the alien. Oh yeah, um, I, I, I didn't realize that was how that was how that was going to happen. I just figured you just like assume that form. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that was kind of sad, <laughs> but I really liked it. I actually I bought the first episode on Amazon. Okay. Um, 
and I am going to find another way yes. <laughs> to watch the rest of the show because I thought it was fun. Oh, I, I really did. I thought the characters were all great, like kind of a unique cast. Mm-hmm. Um, the alien makeup was good enough for what I was looking for. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I thought it was cute and I want to see where it goes. It's it's another TV Prozac kind of show, but what I love so much about it is what a dick. Yeah, yeah and like and like unassuming, like and like he's not doing it like to try to be a dick. It's just like he learned how to be a human by watching Law and Order on TNT. Oh like what, do you, what 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 do you expect? <laughs> I mean, there, it's a running joke throughout the series. His his obsession with Law and Order. At one point, uh-huh. he's having like a fantasy, and in it, he's getting a tattoo, and it's Jerry Orbach's face. Oh my god. <laughs> honestly i loved the pilot but the show gets better and better cool and 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 again i really liked it i was busy and but i I made time to watch it and i'm so happy i did because it was a great recommendation on your part i'm so glad i don't at first i don't know why it's a hard sell i've been having trouble getting people to watch it but like i'm like it's alan tiddick i think it's because it's hard to get your hands on like i think hulu Mm. is probably one of the least used like, like it was easy. Like it was more simple for me just to buy the first episode than to create a free account on Hulu. Oh, right. Okay. And I, I think that's probably what it is because like I, I have access like through trading with my friends like to a lot of services, but Hulu is not one that any of us like ask for and or offer as a, <laughs> a tradable entity. Mm-hmm. And I, I really felt that it was like super cute. So I, I was very happy for the recommendation yes oh i'm so glad i yeah i really well you've done great like, i i don't think you've ever recommended anything that i wouldn't like i mean i need to get back in and finish uh doom patrol yes but you liked it what you saw of it i did like it yeah okay. yeah absolutely I, I liked it a lot yeah yeah it is a wild right <laughs> yeah and everything you've ever recommended to me i've enjoyed oh good 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 that's exciting well i I'm happy to report I also had a good time with Gossip Girl. And I was... Did you really? Okay, I'm I always was, worried because like, I, I know it's... I was worried. I was worried. I know worried. it's a lot. <laughs> I was worried because it is not my genre and it is not mm-hmm. my kind of people that I'm interested in. I do not like rich upper west, east end, whatever, wherever in New York they are. Upper east Like side. affluenza pieces of shit are not what I like. <laughs> but what I do really like is teacher revenge. <laughs> is it, people are bitching about that. And That's I the fucking best love part! It. It's like my favorite part of the remake is like perfect. Like there's no like who is Gossip Girl. And I, again, I understand. But like the payoff was such a dud. Like it ended up being Dan, the original series. And like people were mad about it. And like but I don't know who else it was going to be. Like it was meant to be Dan from the get-go. Okay. Like, I'm happy. Like we know now. Like there are actual stakes attached to knowing who Gossip Girl is. Yeah. And the fact that his teachers is trying to destroy these fucking kids, and even like this like innocent little like innocent girl who got sucked into the middle of it, just yes. destroying them all. It's like I'm here for it. Give me the trash TV. I, it's hilarious that like the kids are way too old and the teachers are way too young, so everybody <laughs> yes. just looks the same age. Yes. <laughs> But honestly, yeah, like I, I, if it were just about the kids, I would be like, oh, you know, it's fine. It's like really well produced. But there is something a little bit mean about the teachers that I definitely was like cracking up and enjoying that a lot. I'm, I'm all yeah. in on the, on the teacher revenge. <laughs> yeah. And then, so did you just watch the pilot? I just watched the pilot. I watched it last. I started like 
maybe 10 minutes and then got pulled into something else. So last uh-huh. night I was like, nope, tonight it's happening. I'm watching this. So I sat down and watched it. Um, the other thing is I had forgot. I knew this, but I didn't like know it, know it was that Kristen Bell does the voice of the gossip mm-hmm. girl. And yep. like that, I mean, that's it for me. Like I, I, anyone I hear her voice, I want to cry because I just love Veronica Mars so, so, so much. So uh-huh. like, if you tell me Kristen Bell is a part of a project, like it is, pretty much a guarantee i'm gonna like it as soon as i heard her voice i was like and the other yeah. thing that i really like about this re- the, the remake um i mean i watched all the original and i watched it several this times was my through. very first gossip girl episode ever by the way never seen the original <laughs> you're missing out you can go back and watch jesus christ it's something uh but i did this hear one... some of the plot points when they were running through them and i was like that's funny the way that it was like it very self oh, it's, it's hilarious. Like, it, it's ridiculous. It's the over the top. Of and Monaco for a week. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> she was. She was. She was. Oh my lord. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm hoping we get a Chuck Bass cameo because really he's my favorite. Oh my god. He's my favorite character in that he's show. So terrible, isn't he? A rapist. Oh oh oh. As a human being. Yeah. Or the character. The. The, the the actor I don't know anything about the oh the actor is a piece of shit I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah okay. from what I've understood <laughs> uh, but yeah no I actually had a a much better time and you Randy can vouch for me I was like I love Larry so I'm doing this for Larry plus <laughs> it's a it's a quid pro quo and it's how I'm gonna get him to watch Resident Alien and then I had a good time yeah. so was any of like the elevated um LGBTQ representation in the pilot I can't remember. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, like, one of the characters is clearly pansexual, and one yes. of them is, like, kind of questioning, and the other one's sort of, like, down for maybe some poly action, which I was like, cool, get into it. So they build on that, and mm-hmm. it and it honestly gets better and better. And the character Luna, who is the tall white girl who's part of um, is she the, the main stylist? bald girl's crew. Is she the stylist? Yeah. Okay. She's trans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Had no idea. And she's beautiful, and I I, yeah. I, I, I I just really liked how it wasn't like. Well, I guess I just liked how it wasn't like. I feel like sometimes like the, she just the, exists as a human instead. Yes, of plot exactly. Points. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Like yeah. instead of like exploiting it or like building up to be something, it was just like no, like this is just the cast, and I. That yeah. for me is is the fastest way you can get acceptance into into mainstream is but just by like doing it like like this isn't a this isn't a big deal it's just what it is like just we're like doing it because get up it's good. to the table and spread out both your elbows like yeah exactly here I am. man 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 spread on the on the train yes Sit down. <laughs> I like it <laughs> okay perfect so right. enough joy let's get that mad. was fun we have a few <laughs> minutes left before I have to let you go. And get ready, so let's get in to the cage rage. It never just goes away. The goddamn contract is somewhere in the goddamn fucking files! Fuck! Fucking fuckers, fuck! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck Mexico! Horseshit. Hi, fucking yeah! Fucks, I hate you. I hate you both. I, I should fucking both. Just right now, I should fucking kill you. Fucking both. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you're pissed? Blood! No! Fuck you! Fuck! 